Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here, so much more importantly, an artist, a poet, a, a writer. And we'll soon be telling you where his book is available and how to get his book. And it's really a biography on, on his life, but uh, so much more. His thoughts, uh, a painter, composer, educator, uh, master teacher, Philip Lawrence Sherrod is soon to be the subject of a documentary. He's an award-winning artist. And, and so much more. He's a Renaissance man. Philip Lawrence Sherrod here with me, Frank McKay. Philip, how are you? Just fine, uh, Frank. Just fine. I, mean, I just mentioned, you know, off mic, you know that it's uh, uh, I, you know, I think a lot of people would would think of coming from Oklahoma, small town in Oklahoma, small time uh, living or small town living in Oklahoma to to the heart of it all. And what we see is, uh, you know, the uh, the center of the universe in so many ways, uh, Manhattan. And you did this uh, a while ago. I mean, a long while ago. And I have to believe it's, and, and just looking at some of your artwork, uh, it's, in some ways, it's very Manhattan. It's very international, but at the same time, it's very Manhattan. Uh, how much do you think uh, changed, or, or did your style and, and your influences change by making that jump? And how long ago did you move from Oklahoma to New York? Well, uh, Frank, um, I, I see no difference. Uh, it all happened over a period of kind of a lifetime. Uh, there was no transition. I, I, I'm not a type of person that changes from this to that. Everything... Uh, with the number of lots of paintings and lots of poetry uh, and, and thought uh, just evolved naturally uh, uh, other than the question is uh, how do I convert uh, uh, the rural uh, almost a rural uh, city of, of Oklahoma into uh, New York City. Uh, I think there is uh, somewhere uh, a, a kind of a documentary via a man uh, that was a descendant of uh, Ulysses S. Grant uh, that saw me in the street painting uh, and uh, came in and uh, began to look and think and ask questions. But uh, to me, there was no difference. Uh, it was a, a lifetime of, of, of life itself. Uh, uh, I don't know whether I'm answering directly I, enough. I, I you. think you are. I, I think you are. Look, I mean, when, when I think of Henry David Thoreau, I think of uh, I think of Walden Pond, you know, and I, and because he wrote so specifically about it and and so romantically. Uh, when I think of you, I think of Manhattan more than I think of Oklahoma, but because I know your interesting history, you know, I know it all started out in Oklahoma. But when I look at your art, uh, I I think I don't know, just bigger, um, you know, more, uh, more universal, more 
um, international. And, and somehow I don't get, and I'm not disparaging Oklahoma by any means. Uh, and Oklahoma is wonderful. I've been there and uh, many times and, and I like uh, Oklahoma. It's got a rich history and so forth. But somehow or another, what you're painting, uh, you know, I could say your poetry as well, but it's it's sophisticated. You know, it's it's different. It's uh, it's diverse and it's uh, multi ethnic in some way. And I just don't see that in, in Oklahoma. Well, uh, see, this is, I, I was never there, you can say. Right. Uh, I was born uh, via two parents that in the conjugation of, of their joy or dismay <laughs> uh, 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 gave to me the, I might say, the DNA that I was, I was born always asking questions there that didn't apply to almost the situation of being there. I mean, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like when I was uh, about four years old, uh, and my mother asked, uh, Philip, uh, where, where are you? Being that uh, she didn't see any evidence of me physically. And uh, I, I said, uh, I said, I'm thinking. And she said, uh, what do you mean you're thinking? And she looks under the table and I had a, a little, a, a knife, a paring knife uh, carving on my knuckles. So what does that have to do with Oklahoma or New York in the sense that uh, I was present, but I was always kind of out of context with reality. It's, uh, I keep trying to tell people that uh, I grew up in a wonderful state of uh, kind of the all-American boy the Oklahoma theme of Oklahoma itself. But I wasn't affected by any of these things as much as when I heard uh, uh, Luciano Pavarotti uh, or Beethoven or saw Rembrandt's golden helmet as I sat on the stool of my grandmother's house. Uh, she had from Chicago to it's even the Mother Goose rhymes, which I did kind of a parable of humor on on um, on webooks.com blogs. And uh, it's interesting that where I have been somehow no longer exists. Uh, or that it's altogether uh, as, what should I say, an absorption of myself almost without knowing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like my aunt and uncle come back from China and the Chinese wall, and uh, they said, oh, Philip, you would have liked it. And I said, liked what? Uh, restriction? Uh, to where I fall into obsolescence uh, or the or China itself, 
And they're still trying to un, uh, should I say, unwalk the walls, uh, embraces uh, as as uh, almost losing out in the world as trade, and all the good things they had uh, were somewhat lost or changed, just like on me. So I would say I was just a natural person that. Uh, that somehow knew without knowing that I knew. Yeah. So I, I uh, it might appear to others that there were that there would be some uh, maybe objective, uh, some direct mental contemplation, but as I came through life, it's the way it was. I went to Idaho to get money for school. Uh, I worked for the forestry service. I played baseball. I, uh, and none of these things seem to me out of, out of context or that I wasn't me, even when I came from Oklahoma to stay finally. Uh, I, I became, what, a super down fourth uh, down on uh, Fourth Avenue. Uh, so I, uh, there was no abrupt. The only thing is, how do I convert the intimacy of my longing to speak to the world about the way I find it to be? Yeah. So in a way, there is no self there. I, I was one of the first men that came to New York that had to turn my canvases outward, meaning face outward, because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know that I had a self. I was so dedicated within aesthetics uh, from, I should say, the university to the street of in Oklahoma, let's say out on a on a, a Route 66 type of uh, I would I, I was always in contact with nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I I never I never felt lost uh, or like I find the kids today that. Uh, it's, it's, it's like a guy the other day, out on the Avenue of Americas, I'm walking down the uh, sidewalk, and he, and he walked up to me and looked at me and he said, uh, he said, how would you like to have this? And I looked at what he had in his arms, and he had a yellow and black uh, sleeping bag. <laughs> and I looked at him. I said, "Oh, you think I need this?" And he said, uh, "He said, well, you need it more than me because I'm going to give it to you if you want it.'" And uh, was I just an okay walking down the street? Uh, was I uh, in need of? his need to get rid of the sleeping bag. And uh, the funny thing is uh, I accepted it uh, graciously and uh, 
I use it uh, when I go camping up in the Adirondacks. And uh, I went camping in the Adirondacks for for 20 uh, years. Uh, so who is what? How, uh, a good example, the Los Angeles Times uh, wrote me up somewhere, I think from... Uh, the movie star Bill Paxton purchasing some pieces, the tornado hunter down in Oklahoma and Texas and Kansas. And uh, he, he, somebody on the uh, Los Angeles Times said um, uh, a rural, and I uh, thought it was very strange, a rural eccentric, uh, has appeared, something to do with my arrival as the question you're asking from rurality to maybe uh, urbanity. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was never, outside of me surviving, going to Idaho, catching a rainbow trout, uh, I was always in love with the animal as a state, and you mentioned uh, Thoreau, uh, he he also uh, experimented with, I might say, himself and and uh, his his own experience of environment. So, uh, does that pull does that pull the raincoat off of the the wet uh, the the wet uh, saturated artist? Uh, yeah. I never, I never, uh, I did find a book. Hey, keep your thought for one second. Let me remind folks of who they're listening to. Philip Lawrence Sherrod, an absolute uh, treasure found in New York City, and uh, he's an artist, a poet, a painter, a writer, soon to have his book out, and we'll let you know where to get that, and a a documentary soon to be shot on his life. He's award-winning. Um, painter, artist, educator, uh, master, teacher, Frank McKay here with the composer and songwriter as well, Philip Lawrence, Sherrod Renaissance man. Uh, go ahead. You're, you're, well, okay. it's just that I I picked up odds and ends of reality and experience did where I did. It's like walking, uh, just walking uh, at noontime, maybe, uh, at uh, Oklahoma State University, uh, I uh, went into the library, which is a very nice addition for them, and I saw these tremendous numbers of books. And I said, my God, if I am to understand, read and understand all of these books, uh, I will be completely uh, dumbfoundedly crazy. Uh, I can't, my eyes aren't strong enough to absorb all this information to the brain. And I found a book that was simply, I think it was titled, gee, this has been, what, uh, 50 years, uh, something. Uh, and uh, I found a book that said The Long Hair. Now, I don't know whether you've experienced that, but it had to do with Emerson, uh, uh, Longfellow, the boys that had beards that wouldn't let 
in a way, society trimmed them. Right. And in that independence of self, I said, well, that's me. And I have had a beard ever since I was 13 and 14 uh, because it grew and I didn't shave it. And they tried to almost evict me from Oklahoma State University at that time because uh, they saw it as in detriment to the clean-cut, shaven, uh, educated man. So uh, you see, all of these touch points that I give you are kind of uh, scattered because that's the way life is. So I said, well, the only thing I can do with all of this is put it together or break it down to a greater understanding on an individual level. So, uh, like I said, when I came to New York City, uh, the only thing that was wonderful was some of the food, uh, some of the uh, potato uh, uh, soup and and all that, which... uh, was seasoned differently and uh i've i've actually loved the whole trip because every time i look back in my life i say gee whiz that was so wonderful what happened to that because they keep changing the uh, the itinerary of the buildings and they keep changing the menus and 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 the multi the multi uh Mixing of people, I applaud. Not only did it make New York, but it gave it uh, a greater suavity of comprehension, maybe. So, um, gee. Um, yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I get I get what you're saying. It's interesting about the long hairs, and because you, you do have a long beard. and um, Well, and, but I, I had it before I found the book. Yeah. You see, this is the joke of it all, is that I've always been who I was before I was there. Yeah, right. It's interesting. You know, it's interesting finding out almost kindred spirits by accident. And, uh, you know, these these folks are very much like you. And um, I mean, everybody had a beard up in Idaho. I mean, you know. Uh, so I, what I'm saying is, I, I don't know why the world cannot accept where it's been uh, and where it's going, uh, other than sometimes the individual state is being overlooked for the collective too much that there's very little life left in the process. So... So I was always a thinker, and I came to this uh, viewpoint with life. I said, well, uh, everybody has thought somewhat differently as they've passed through. If I'm a thinker, I better put something down uh, or I don't exist. Because a thinker doesn't have to speak. Yeah, right. Uh, well, I mean, it's 
you know, sometimes it's uh, it's important for these thoughts to manifest themselves in some way or another, and I guess they were. I mean, through your painting, through your your music, through your you know different types of artwork, and um, you know now through your book and documentary, uh, all of these things are going to come out. So um, a man that has been speaking, uh, but not necessarily with his voice, but with his talents and with his skills. All of these years uh, is uh, is you know I think finally people are going to get to read what you uh, what you have to say and it's very it's fascinating all of this is is just a great take on everything I want you to stay right with us Philip and and I'm going to urge everyone to binge listen to everything that we've done here with Philip Lawrence Sherrod and Frank McKay here very proud to be part of a continuing series with. Philip Lawrence Sherrod, and uh, just fascinating stuff, and it's in his words. Try not to interrupt him, but i got to remind folks every once in a while of who they're hearing. Fascinating uh, commentary on, on a little bit of, every, uh, of everything. Uh, so much can be learned. Binge listen to everything. No particular order is necessary, but binge listen to it all, and we'll let you know where you can see the documentary, where you can get the book. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.